you get yours already? Go ahead. Um, my name is Laya, and I'm seven years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he because he loves us, and he's stronger than anything else in the whole world. And and he loves us all there, and he knows. And everything he does, he loves us. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Hey guys, I'm Alicia Yoder, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Last week, we talked about the two tribes that wanted to have their land on the other side of the Jordan River and promised to help the Israelites push out the nations that were living in the rest of their inheritance land. Over the past 40 years, since being rescued from slavery in Egypt, Moses had kept a record of all the places they had traveled, and now God was almost ready to bless the Israelites with their very own land to live and worship him in. Moses had told the people that Joshua would be the one to lead them in sending out the other nations and settling them in their land. But before he died, Moses had one last message to give the people. It was a message their parents had heard Moses give, but Moses wanted to make sure this generation of Israelites knew exactly what kind of life God was inviting them into as he lived with them. It was kind of like the start of a new school year, where your teacher welcomes you into their class and lets you know exactly what they want you to do, where to put your coats and backpacks, where to sit, jobs around the classroom, and when you'll get to go to art or gym class. The teacher gives the same rules each year because each year she gets a new set of students who don't know what she wants them to do. So while the Israelites were camped on the other side of the Jordan River, Moses gathered them all together and spoke to them. God said, you've camped long enough at Mount Horeb. My land is before you. Go in and take the land I promised to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's children. Moses said, Today you are as many as the stars in heaven. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, make you a thousand times bigger and bless you as he has promised. Remember how I appointed leaders for each tribe and for the families in each of the tribes. God led us through the great and terrifying wilderness, and now it's time to take the land God is giving you. Don't be afraid. Your parents said, Let's send out men to explore the land and tell us which way to enter the land. 
So I sent 12 men, one from each tribe, and they saw it was a good land with delicious fruit. But your parents rebelled against God's command, saying, God hates us, and he's brought us out of Egypt to be killed by the Amorites. We are so scared because the spies said that the people are so much bigger than us and the cities are strong. I said, don't be afraid of them. God goes before you and will fight for you just as he fought the Egyptians. He will carry you as a child, just like he did in the wilderness, all the way until you came to this place. But your parents didn't believe God, who always went before you to show you where to pitch your tents and led you with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So God said, None of you will see the land I promised to give your fathers except Caleb and Joshua because they have followed me. God was even angry with me and wouldn't let me go into the land. God also said to your parents, Only your children, who you said would be killed by the Amorites, will get to live in the land. So they wept and strapped on their swords and tried to fight the Amorites themselves, even though God had said he wouldn't go with your parents. And they chased them back like a swarm of bees. But God was with you over the next 40 years, making sure you had all that you needed. As you traveled, God told you which nations to travel around and which ones to fight saying, I will make the nations be afraid of you. But some nations had hard hearts that made them fight against you, and God helped you defeat them. And God let the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh live in the land of those nations you defeated. I told Joshua, You've seen what the Lord has done to these two kings and their lands. God will do the same to all the other kingdoms where you're going. Don't be afraid of them, for the Lord your God will fight for you. I begged the Lord to let me see the land the Israelites were going to enter, saying, I've only begun to see how great and mighty you are and how strong your hand is. But God said, Go up to the mountain of Pisgah, and look at the land in all directions, for you will not go over the Jordan River. But make sure you are encouraging and strengthening Joshua, for he will lead the people in possessing the land you see. Now, Israel, listen to everything I'm teaching you, so that you may live in the land I promise to give you. Keep God's commands because you saw what God did when he destroyed all the men who started worshiping Baal. But you are alive because you followed God. Keep these laws in the land, for it is God's wisdom. And when the other nations hear about you, they will say, This great nation has wisdom and understanding. What nation has a God who is so near to them when they call on him? 
who has such righteous laws. So be careful to watch your soul so you don't forget these ways and teach them to your children and grandchildren. Tell them about this day when God told you his laws so that you could follow him all the days of your life. Over 40 years ago, God spoke out of the fire on the mountain and wrote the Ten Commandments on tablets of stone and commanded me to teach you the life he had for you to live in the land he was giving you. Your parents didn't see what God looked like when he spoke on the mountain, so don't make any image of him out of wood or metal or bow down to the sun, moon, or stars. God rescued you from Egypt so that you could be his inheritance. Don't forget his covenant. And if you do and make an idol, he will perish from the land and be scattered among the other nations that worship gods of wood and stone that can't hear them. But when you seek the Lord, you will find him if you search with all your heart and soul. Then you will return to him and obey his voice because God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget his covenant with you. Think about it, people of Israel. Has any people in history ever heard a God speaking to them from fire and live? Has any God ever tried to rescue a nation by signs, wonders, and a mighty hand? Everything God did for you in Egypt? God did this to show you that the Lord is God. There is no other besides Him. He let you hear His voice, sometimes to discipline you, and let you see His great fire. He loved your fathers and you, traveling with you as He brought you out of Egypt, powerfully pushing out nations greater and stronger than you to give you their land to live in. Know in your heart then that the Lord is God in heaven and earth. Keep his commands so that life will go well with you and your children and you can live forever with him. Remember, I stood on the mountain while the Lord spoke his commandments to you out of the fire. Then Moses told all the people listening the Ten Commandments the Lord had spoken. He told them how their leaders were afraid of hearing God's voice through the fire on the mountain. So they told Moses to listen to everything God said and then come down and tell them so they could obey. God was glad that they saw his power and wanted to follow his commands. So he spoke to Moses And Moses gave the commands to the people so they could live a good life in God's ways. God said, Hear this, Israel. The Lord is one. You shall love me with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These commands shall be on your heart so that when you are at home, you will talk to your children about them. And also when you're traveling and when you go to bed. And when you get up, don't forget me when you are living in your good cities with plenty of water, vineyards, olive trees, and everything to make you full. I am living with you, so don't go after other gods or disobey me. 
When your children ask you what all these commands mean, then you'll tell them, We used to be slaves in Egypt, and God brought us out because He's so strong, showing us signs and wonders, rescuing us from the Egyptians so that He could bring us into this good land. And He told us to keep these rules and remember His power for our good. Does God sound like he would be a good teacher? Would you want to be in his class by living on his land like the Israelites? But God didn't just see the Israelites as his students. He also chose them to be a part of his family. Just as a baby needs to be cared for and carried and trained and disciplined as she grows up, God was doing the same for the people of Israel. They had to learn what it meant to be a part of his family and that he would keep being with them as they moved into their new land. Now that they're going to be spread out and build houses and start growing their own food, it was going to be even more important for them to remember that God wasn't going to leave them and was blessing them so they could work this good land. They still needed God to be with them and give them wisdom in how to live, just as much as when they were needing food and water in the desert, and to tell their children how he'd given them everything they needed while they waited to enter this land. They needed to keep turning from their sin when they broke God's commands and offer sacrifices to deal with the sin and idolatry in their hearts. They wouldn't get to settle in their new land right away because they are going to have to trust God's power to help them get the other nations out and trust that God would keep helping them anytime another nation tried to take their land. God was inviting them not to follow in their parents' unbelief, but to live in God's life of obedience and blessing, which could then be passed down to their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. God had spoken to their parents from a fiery mountain so that they could always remember how powerful he was and that he was a God who could send plagues. He showed this generation how he could defeat armies much stronger than them. Moses had led the people over 40 years, but God wanted to lead them forever, just like he wants to lead us in living in his kingdom. Many years later, when Jesus came to earth, he told the people again that God's greatest command was for them to love God as their one and only God with everything in them and to love the people he placed in their lives. So how do we love God with all our hearts and souls and strength? The Israelites couldn't do it, and neither can we. But Jesus did, and he obeyed the Father perfectly when he was on earth. He made a way for his Holy Spirit to come and live in our hearts by forgiving all our sins, so that we can know Jesus and love him more wherever we go. As we get to know him more through his word, the Bible, we can enjoy God and praise him and thank him as he lives inside us and gives us the desire to follow his ways. 
even though you aren't a mom or dad or Sunday school teacher yet, Jesus has still brought friends and family into your life who want to know more about him. And since every follower of Jesus is a part of his family, we all get to love anyone who doesn't know him yet and tell them how great and strong Jesus has been in our lives. Sometimes you might feel sad and like God is not taking very good care of you. Or maybe you feel like you keep doing unkind things even when you don't want to, like when your sister makes you mad. Or you might feel like things are going great and you don't really need Jesus' help with anything. No matter how you're feeling, Jesus wants to keep leading you and helping you and letting you feel his great love for you. When you tell him your sins and ask for his forgiveness, he is so glad to give it and fill your relationships with his peace and love. You can also say something like, Jesus, I know Satan doesn't want me to do what is right. Will you help me not to believe his lies? And will you tie up his demons and help me keep fighting for what is good? Jesus loves to fight for us, and just like the Israelites could trust God's power to lead them into the land, we can trust him to fight Satan, the enemy of our hearts, as we follow him. Will you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for letting me be a part of your family. I want to follow wherever you would want to lead me today. I trust you to be powerful and take care of me. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me today on the Jesus is Better podcast. Talk to you next time.